I'm not the house of cards that falls down easily Ooh, I'm strong enough to handle what you throw at me Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta-Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Hey everyone, Kristen Walker here and I'm here with Mel Van. Hey Mel. Hey Kristen, how are you? <laughs> Good. I'm glad that you reached out to me. Not like, you know, you can't throw a rock and hit me in the head, how close we live to each other. <laughs> and sometimes I'm sure you do want to throw a rock. No, no, no. God, I want to hit myself in the head sometimes. But anyway, moving on to a whole other subject, um, we're going to do some hot topics and we're going to kind of do this listeners, you know, randomly because there's so much stuff that we read and we have access to and we're really trying to retool what we do. We don't want to lose what already has been so great because, you know, we do have you listening and we've had listeners for a long time. I mean, if, if you all have stuck it out with me for a long time, um, you deserve a medal. But, you know, we want to just kind of add different things, try different things out. Let us know if you like them, don't like them, because, you know, this is for you. So anyway, today we're going to get into um, some hot topics. One of them being that Melanie, the ever fantastic news junkie about mental health person, found, you know, the article that's been going around about Walmart adding, you know, mental health practices inside their stores. And for those of you, we have so many listeners not in the United States. If you don't know what Walmart is, it's like this huge um, shopping conglomerate in big stores. And, you know, there's a lot of controversy around Walmart, but they're one of the biggest, um, employers in the United States. So yes, they are. They have a huge footprint here and we make a lot of jokes about, oh, get your hazmat suit on before you go into Walmart um, if you're an <laughs> if you're an empath because it can be kind of <gasps> but this is an interesting um an interesting happening. I'm not quite sure how to take it. I'm, I've actually been invited to be on like three different news shows to talk about this. So Melanie, what, what are your thoughts about it? You being like the counselor that you, you know, the degree that you have in counseling. So sure. You know, when I, my first response for this as a clinician is great. I'm so happy that we're going to have more accessibility to mental health services, right? There, there's, there's clinics, quote, in every county, 
you know, Powhatan has a clinic. I, I think they're kind of joined with Goochland. Most counties have um, a community services board or what clinicians call the CSBs that are very um, kind of patient focused and have all sorts of resources in the community. So initially, and for the most part, my idea is this this is wonderful. I mean, anywhere you can give people more accessibility to address their their mental health, the better. Um, I can't imagine that Walmart would be so careless not to hire people that are, you know, uh, well, it's through license. It's through, or yeah, it's any, through Beacon Health. It's, it's exactly. Beacon. And they they you know, they're. They're starting in Carrollton, Texas, which is about 20 yep. miles from Dallas. And Beacon, you know, is a behavioral health company based in Boston. And they, it's huge. Um, it's they one of the biggest ones. Gonna, they're the yeah. ones that it's kind of like, um, you know, when an optometrist is in Walmart or yes. a hair salon is in Walmart, it's run by a separate entity. Just the fact that Walmart is allowing this in is uh, is what's really interesting so they will all be licensed and i'm sure there will be issues because there just always are but um, yeah but walmart but I mean, is really just allowing it in it's not a walmart therapist quote yes quote. yeah yes exactly and uh, you know and for those of you that don't know like Kristen was saying, there's there's usually I think in most every Walmart I've ever been in, there's an optometry, an optometrist um, office there where you can get glasses. And generally, the prices are kind of just like what Walmart is known for is to have better prices than other places do. So that's good news. You know, they have TurboTax come in during tax season. So I'd imagine that Beacon has like a contract with Walmart and they're just giving this a try. There is stigma on top of the stigma of mental health and mental illness. There's also stigma to going to health clinics, I feel like. Um, and so, I, I mean, you know, just so our audience knows, I have to pay out of pocket for insurance. It's incredibly <laughs> expensive. Yeah. Um, it's horrible. And quite frankly, I'd be a lot better off going to the local clinic here. Um, but there is some stigma associated with that, I think which is a shame, but it, but it's true. So I feel like having somewhere to go like a Walmart where everyone goes anyway, um, might would help people understand that there shouldn't be stigma associated with mm -hmm. it. So I just feel like this is a huge win for, for mental health stigma. Do you not feel that I way? Too. I'm like, wow, I, I, I do. I feel I like mean, it's I'm a not... huge win. Yeah. I mean, the same things cropped up for me and in terms of, well, how are they going to, um, they can't have it be like the hair salon where you can see everybody that's in there because there's still, even though I don't think that there's anything wrong and I am one of those rare people, this isn't, this is a rarity. And I don't mean that like I'm special. I just mean, it is a rarity that I'll walk into any place, sit down and I don't care. I'll wear a sign across my forehead that says I'm here for mental health stuff. So, Cause I right. don't care, but the general yeah. public does. So having a waiting room, that's, private is going to be, yeah. um, you know, well, that's really how important. Yeah. That's how the optometrist offices are, Kristen. There's an mm -hmm. entrance from the outside. Okay. And so you enter what you see in the optometrist office in Walmart is just where you get your glasses and where you pick right. out your glasses. The exam rooms are only accessible through the outside. So there's an outside door. 
um, that you go through to get into the clinic and then no one can even see you're in there. That's exactly how the optometrist things are, are set up. So um, there would definitely be privacy. Um, I mean, obviously there'll be other people in the parking lot, but I mean, I don't, I don't see any downfalls to this. I'm sure some people think about it and they're just like, well, I don't want to go to Walmart and have to worry about, you know, quote, someone with mental illness being around and scaring my kids or something silly like that. But there will people, there will be the inevitable people that there will, but, but, to, but the, the, I don't know. I mean, no, I think, see, this is, this is, we're both passionate about this whole thing. I, <laughs> I, but the majority of people that are struggling, you know, with mental illness are not scary people. It's your, nor, it's your no. next door neighbor. Someone that's Chronically mental ill, generally mentally ill, is not generally going to show up in a clinic type situation. Those people that have chronic mental illness, say like schizophrenia um, or, or, you know, anything like that, that where a person is chronically mental ill, most of the times those people are going to have a case manager. Someone is likely going to their home, checking on them. Uh, those sometimes are the, they have day programs for people like that at CSB sometimes. So, I don't think that's who's going to be showing up. You know what I thought about after I read it was what a better way to get more, you know, farm, you know, pharmaceuticals into the Walmart loop than to have mental health care uh-huh. right there. So, <laughs> I mean, hello, that they're going to be feeling so many. I would imagine that people will leave the office if they're going to have psychiatrists on site and not just counselors. There will be a psychiatrist on site. And literally you leave the office and you walk right over you walk right over to the pharmacy and get your meds. I mean, honestly, this is kind of brilliant. I'm sorry. It's, and you and I'm really glad that you bring that up. But this is yeah. a bit this is a business decision. I feel like that Walmart yeah. has just what a great decision in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, as much as we can lament, you know, the whole, well, of course, there's business behind it, pharma, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are all realities. And it's that also reality. a reality that people are suffering and they need help and access to care. So, um, and it also gives Walmart a, who Walmart, which is suffering um, because of the whole Amazon thing, exactly. uh, they are suffering. Um, retail stores like that are closing left and right. So this brings a whole, it, it lends itself to the um, corporate structure, which is, oh, it's a good idea to align yourself with mental health initiatives. So when you start seeing yes. corporations do that, we realize as advocates, okay, well, it's a necessary part of what goes on. There is a business of mental health, as we talk about on our business and mental health series, but um, there's that piece that's not going to go away. It is a business, but when big entities see it as a boon to their business to be aligned, that says a lot of positive things to us who are out there advocating. Yes. Yes. I mean, is as like I said, as long as, you know, there's good clinicians that are going to be hired, um, all the licensing and things like that are going to going to have to be done. Um, I just I think it's a, a great idea, especially maybe in some of like rural communities where mm-hmm. people have to drive so far just to come in for med checks or and yeah. a lot of times people don't have transportation. Yeah. Um, to get to those places. I mean, some some people yeah. don't think about the challenges. And I've worked at like yes. CSBs during 
my internship. So for, for, for people that don't understand, someone that's struggling with, with serious mental illness issues, whether it be depression, anxiety disorder, they're scared to leave their home, you know, bipolar, schizophrenia, anything like that, sometimes it can be incredibly difficult just to get a ride they you may not be able to drive you may be scared to leave your home it's so hard for some people to get the treatment that they need for yeah, their yeah. mental health issues so and, and i think they, people don't think about that people don't think about don't. how hard it is they don't yeah. and i want to this is this is hands down melanie knows this because you have an autistic child so you have an extra thing that you have to deal with when you go anywhere um, not that it's difficult because Kai's great, but you do have an extra thing, you know, than yes. most people. Yeah. And I yeah. noticed from dealing with my ex-husband who is chronically yep. ill and yep. deals with chronic pain and he has to take, he cannot drive anymore and he has to take, um, you know, public transportation to get to places and uh, some of that public, you know, I can't even tell you he's been trying to get a prescription for ADHD medication, which is something that he clearly has had since the beginning of time. Yeah. And the organizations that are in charge of his medical care have made him get on the public bus over and over and over again, which is very difficult for him. I mean, he can barely walk. And um, and then he shows up for an appointment and somebody doesn't have it together and they want him to come back. And I'm like, every time they ask you to come back, do they not realize? I'm glad that they're making things more convenient for them. But where in the hell is the convenience for the patient? And I'm sorry, yeah, I'm not going off on a tangent, but this is me <laughs> off. So when I think about Walmart offering something like this through Beacon Health, I think, oh, good. He can easily get to Walmart. He can do many of the other things that he needs to do while he's at a store like Walmart because he's got to be very careful. He can't just dip in and out of multiple stores to get what he needs yeah. he's got so to have things in one place that he can go to public transportation is constantly running and accessible and easy oh my gosh it's fantastic fantastic i i know i i yeah you and i both definitely have uh the personal experience to understand how these types of things can complicate your lives. And then, you know, looking further into it, okay, say someone is suffering from a major depressive episode, you know what, they may have lost their jobs because they were late to work every day. Yeah, because one of the symptoms of depression is is sleeping a lot. So mm -hmm. maybe physically, they're not able to get up, maybe they've lost their job. So and I mean, and I'm not I'm not talking, you know, people that are making minimum wage, I'm talking people that have careers, yeah. you know, so, so you, you never can, un, you never can underestimate the effects that mental illness can have on a person and everyone is vulnerable. It's not just the weak people. Um, <laughs> it's not just people that are underprivileged. It is everyone um, can have these types of struggles. So uh, I'm, I am everyone so excited. Does. Yes, exactly, exactly. And then on top of that, you know, maybe this can help, you know, with the, the stigma part of therapy. You don't have to have a mental illness to go to therapy. I'm sorry. Everyone should go to therapy, right? Or at least have a life coach. You know, I mean, everyone right. should do this because everyone 
you know, has, we all have flaws. We all have ways that we deal with things that are not healthy for us. So, you know, everyone gets to a place in their life where they're stuck about some things. And the more introspection that you have about yourself, especially when you're getting advice from a trained clinician, the better, healthier, happier life you're going to live. When you go to that counseling, they may discover, you know, a good counselor is going to, hey, they've suffered from anxiety disorder their entire life and they don't even know it. So that's when you'd be sent over to the psychiatrist. So so anyone that has been struggling with these things, in my opinion, should be getting some type of therapy if you have the accessibility to it and just having right. one more place for it to be accessible, uh, the better. And I don't and, I don't think know. I've ever heard anything bad about any of the optometry places that are in Walmart, I think they've been pretty successful. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, they have, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I like what this says to us as a society. We are, you know, I, I, we talked about this on um, mental health perspectives with Dr. John Huber and Ryan McCormick um, this morning. We talked about, you know, what does it say when Bruce Springsteen or, um, you know, Sean. Diddy Puff. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm like. Puff Diddy. I don't know what his name, name is now. I don't either. But <laughs> and I'm not making fun of him for that. I just literally don't have a clue what his name is anymore. But um. But and I don't know these people personally. But I love it when people that have a platform for whatever reason um, talk about, hey, I'm struggling. Bruce Springsteen just came out and um, did an interview where he talked about how he has, um, struggled and, you know, even up into his sixties with mental health issues. And then Sean Combs said, you know, his, his, uh, one of his Kim Porter, the woman that he was, uh, has children with who passed away recently was really helping him earlier this year struggle when he was really going through depression. Anytime celebrities, with a, you know, that have that kind of a platform talk about these kinds of things that normalizes it um, for everybody else. I wish we didn't have a society that was so celebrity because it's utterly ridiculous. It's even ridiculous to them or a lot of them anyway, but, um, but I like it that they'll use their reach to say, Hey, I struggle because to me, it's not a mental illness issue it's a human being issue (laughs) exactly exactly i mean one in four right that that's one in four persons throughout their lifetime at some point will be diagnosed with a mental illness one in four look around you people one in four of you and your family maybe is is someone there is at some point in their life going to be diagnosed with a with a mental illness and So the more we can uh, accept this and, and know that it is part of our physical makeup that these things happen. I mean, I think I do think we're getting somewhere. There's so many, um, you know, different types of things that are happening right now in our communities in our workplaces, in our churches that are, are giving more care to people's mental health. So I think we're on a good roll. Yeah, um, I just hope something like this doesn't derail us, right? Hopefully, it'll all go off without a hitch. And um, it'll, I mean, it'll have you know, its, its problems. I'm but sure I think, everything you know, does. Yeah, I, the 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 good of it is gonna, I think, far outweigh even if you know it isn't wonderful. But the fact that an organization that is one of our largest employers was putting their heft behind 
mental health services. Yeah. Um, that alone is fantastic. So I'm, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all for it. I think it's phenomenal. And um, I mean, I just said, uh, sitting with my therapist this week, I sat down and she said, you know, you're really comfortable um, when you come in. And I said, listen, <laughs> the therapist couch is one of the places where I feel the most at home. So um, yep. I want everybody to feel like that. Even This is why I've had an issue and why we are not doing, why we've declined um, doing some shows with people who come on and uh, think that on a network called Mental Health News <laughs> that, that they're going to come on and talk about um, how counselors don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm like, um, that would be a no, and you need to take your stuff elsewhere. <laughs> Just because you had a crappy experience with a counselor or a few counselors because they're human beings too, um, and it could be you that's the problem, not them, um, doesn't mean that all counselors are bad, that whole black and white yeah. thing. So, yeah, I, you, yeah. We, we, you cannot get caught up in black and white thinking when, when you're dealing, dealing with mental health. It's just, yeah. you know, it seems like every, I mean, every mental illness, I feel like in the DSM is on a spectrum. You know, we, yes. I think autism spectrum disorder is the only one that's actually called spectrum, but everything's on a spectrum. You know, depression is on a spectrum. Bipolar is on a spectrum. Anxiety yeah. is on a spectrum with agoraphobia, not being able to leave the house on one end and panic attacks. And then on the other end, it's just generalized anxiety disorder where you overthink everything in your life and everything worries you all the time. So, you know, it's just this, this spectrum. So nothing is black and white. Nothing is black and white when it comes to people and their emotions and right. their feelings. And, you know, if we trace back people's feelings toward mental illness in history, um, I feel like that's where the stigma really started because when people had mental illnesses in the past, they were, they were thrown into psych wards and treating like they were, you know, possessed, literally. That's what society. we did to people. Yeah, yep. that's what we did to people. I mean, to this day, you know, everyone that listens to the show knows that my son has autism. To this day, there are tons of autistic adults that are in psychiatric wards. Or prison or prison. They are in state facilitated, you know, uh, facilities um, and they just don't belong there. It's just right. because they're autistic and they're nonverbal and they might flap their hands. I mean, that is no reason for someone to be in a mental institution. Only the but mother that, of an autistic child can get away. I mean, really, really. God, have you noticed that my laugh lately is more sounding like a cackle? I, I've got to like stop this. Anyway, moving on. But yeah, it's just, only maybe it's more genuine, right? It's you're feeling it more. It's coming from a deeper place. That's what it is. Yeah, which makes which means I sound worse. That's lovely. Um, my authentic self cackles. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I love that the whole the whole move towards making this normalized. I mean, we'll be in business forever. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I mean, it, you know, again, I just, I want to point out for our listeners that may think poorly about this decision. Right. Okay. So we'll use Kai as an example. That's my son's name. I don't know that I've ever really said his name on the show before. So will yeah. I have, okay. So for, for him to go to a doctor's appointment and one building, and then me have to stop again on the way home at a different building 
to pick up medication and then maybe have to go back to a different building for a follow-up appointment is you have no idea the ease that it would be to have it all happen into one place. And the same thing with someone that's personally suffering from depression for a person, for an adult suffering from depression, for them to, to actually make the appointment to go get some help, to drive somewhere that they don't know where it is mm -hmm. to walking into somewhere where they're going to feel anxious anyway, mm -hmm. to maybe getting some medication, having to go to a pharmacy that they've never maybe been, they've, you know, never been to, or and then having, to, but they've never asked for an, exactly. While they're there. Right. Yeah. And then to follow for someone that's suffering with clinical depression, that stuff's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It, it, it takes everything they have just to get up in the morning. Yep. And so having this at so somewhere like a Walmart or that's more accessible where you can just go and get everything is it honestly, it's kind it's caring. Um, and, you know, I don't care what's behind it for Beacon and Walmart. If it's, you know, all driven by pharmaceuticals, I don't really care if it can ease, you know, the lives of people that are suffering, then I'm all for it. Honestly. Same here. Same here. Yeah. Yes. Same. And, it, you know, if you have a teenager that just doesn't want to go to counseling, then you just lie to them, right? You just say, hey, we need to go to Walmart and pick up a few things. And then you just shove them in the door. <laughs> You totally blindside them and they have no idea that they're going to therapy. There we go. That's how you get your teenager to go to therapy. Woo! Awesome. Right. Well, this, this has been a uh, hot topic. We're going to do more of these as Melanie finds them because we've, we've found that I can sit in a meeting and uh, Melanie can tell me and everybody can tell me a whole bunch of things that need to get done. And if it doesn't get written down, that stuff has left my head three minutes after we stop the meeting. So yeah, that's gonna... way. yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're better about keeping track of the, the hot topics and, and we'll just keep, um, we'll keep doing these. Thank you listeners for tuning in and um, we'll catch you on the next one. Without good intentions, I heat up and act on my emotions. Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps. Or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. After all we promised, we'd be cordial. Sometimes in you I can fight it. Good boy.